welcome okay. to another episode of the Mighty Beast Podcast MMA Show. And I am Sean Pierre, and I have my guy, Carlo. What's up, guys? What's up, Sean? What's up? <laughs> I, sorry, a little dumbfounded right now. I just saw something as I opened up MMA Junkie. And we were texting each other during the weekend. I was like, hey, I'm watching Piccolotti's fight. And right, right. Now yeah. There's this article that says commission suspends Bellator winner Adam Piccolotti after he posts weight cut vomiting video. Oh, shit. Weight cut what kind of video? It's, it's pretty much of him vomiting during, oh, the, during so they, his weight cut. So, oh, uh, yeah, you know, Calif- yeah, California is starting to get uh, pretty strict about, um, I don't know if the word strict is, the, is right, but they are monitoring how much people are cutting weight. I know they're, they're doing it a lot for the amateurs now. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's going to trickle down to the pros. Dude, that's there's a, there's a video of him just vomiting during his weight cut? It uh, looks like it's been removed, but he posted it on his uh, social media. So I'm sure he had to take it down because that's not a good look. He's already, it says right here, he's been suspended and it doesn't look good. There's a picture of him on on some towels, you know, next to the weight cutting box that they provide right. sometimes. Right. And he's just puking because he's probably trying to squeak out as much as he can. Or he probably just feels weird. sick. Yeah, you know, that's kind of weird, though, because if you're already kind of squeezed dry from your weight cut, yeah, you shouldn't really have anything in your stomach. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it kind of goes counter. So I don't know. So I don't know what's going on there unless there's something else that's, you know, some other method. And maybe you're right. Maybe he's feeling nauseous and, yeah. and just dry heaving, which, again, that's if you're dry heaving in the middle of your weight cut, guys, that's I think scary. it's time to reevaluate what weight class you've been fighting at yeah. or trying to compete at. I mean, so, damn, well, I hope he's OK. Me too, man. You know, that's that's one of the concerns with these pro fighters is are there these longstanding health issues yeah. that's going to arise from these drastic weight cuts these fighters put themselves through? Yeah, so hopefully he's all right. Yeah. I hope so, man. Because he he didn't seem like any of that stuff was bothering him during the fight. Like, he, yeah, you watched the fight. He performed really well, right? Yeah, he did. And uh, yeah, it's it's just alarming because you know he's a local guy around here, and we want nothing but the best for the guys, especially in the Bay. Sean, how did he win that fight? How did he win that fight? I think he, he f- it was it was more of like a lot of ground control at first. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of you could tell that uh, Kerhit. I, I forget how you say his name, Kerhitian or something like that. He, um, you know, he's really trying to work his his striking, but there was a point where they were standing, and Piccolotti was really good about making him miss, and then all of a sudden shooting in and taking him down, and he was just literally passing his guard, kind of because you know Piccolotti is a really good jujitsu guy. Yeah, and he was passing left and right, and the only thing was, you know, the other dude he just was never submitted. I think that was one of the facts that they said during the broadcast. So. Piccolotti tried, tried, tried. He had the two rounds in the bag and then the, you know, he kind of coasted at the end, but not really coasting, but I think, you know, he eventually got tired. So maybe that's what, why he got tired in that last round. But, right. But at the same time, all that grappling will tire oh, you. Totally. But from what you could tell, it didn't look, he didn't look out of sorts though, besides no, no. just maybe the he fatigue in the third round. Right. Oh, okay. So he's fighting at 55. Is that, is that what I understand? I think so. I think so. If okay. I remember his history. 
and I've I've been there for for the um for the Wayans on a number of occasions uh, when he was on the Dragon House fight cards. He's a big dude. Yeah, yeah, he's not a small guy. No. And I remember like long time ago, back when he used to fight for Dragon House when his MMA career first started, he actually fought my old jujitsu coach, Ooh. like on a Dragon House card. And I remember thinking, oh, that guy's pretty tall, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you also had lot, all of these pros are monsters. He had that girlfriend with the big. Really? He did, at the time. I, are I they still together? Like, I don't think so. Come but, on. Um, you got to stick with these fighters, girls. So, <laughs> <laughs> you never know when they show up on Bellator. <laughs> anyway, so how was your week, man? From the last my week's, show. My, my week's all right. Like uh, last m- last week, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this last pro- pod- podcast, but I ended up like with tightness in my back and I finally figured out what it was. I have a shortened psoas muscle. Uh, if you don't know what a psoas is, spelled P-S-O-A-S, mm-hmm. that muscle that you use to contract your body, anything yeah. where you're bringing your knee to your chest, that's your psoas muscle activating. Whoa. Now, if your psoas is too tight or what they call it shortened, then that means that the muscle is going to start pressing on the discs. And so you start feeling like you have lower back pain. So it presses on the discs in your lumbar region. <sighs> so, so sickening. It, well, it, yeah, it's because it's really deep. It feels like oh, it's somewhere in my lower back, but also feels yeah. like it's underneath my abs. What is that? And so it's kind of a relief on my part to know exactly what it is. So now I could do certain stretches and exercises to remedy it. What happened basically for the past two weeks, I've added a number of core exercises that are, that required a lot of contraction of my body, but I wasn't doing enough exercises to work the antagonistic muscles. This is a long way of me saying that I need to work my booty more. I need to do more booty exercises. Okay. So, so that's going to be on the menu for the next two weeks to help even this out. But so luckily this means I'm back in action better the rest of this week. Cause all the last week I basically skipped out on any rolling, any sparring. I couldn't even yeah. knee spar in Muay Thai. So hopefully this week I'm back in action. So that's good me. You, so good, bad news, but turning into good news. So I'm educating myself about the human body. I think a lot of you jujitsu practitioners will understand that kind of pain. And the, the psoas muscle is one of those neglected areas that people don't pay attention to until they really need to. Yeah. So deal with it now, people. <laughs> yeah. How about you, man? Yeah, how's, how's, how's training going with oh, you? Man. It's, so I trained last Wednesday. That was about the last time I trained. And I was talking to my wife about this. And ever since we, we got my son into uh, Muay Thai over at Evolve in South City with uh, Mark Tabuso over there, shout out to Mark. Um, the, the days that he goes is usually the days that I, I go train. And I used, uh. to, I used to get to train. My wife, was, uh, there, was, there was a point where I was training pretty much uh, five days a week. And it was, you know, I, was, I wasn't really saying anything because you know, COVID and people would probably like judge or whatever. Anyway, long story short, um, I told her, she was like, Oh, you better go to gym. I was like, Oh man, I don't know if I feel like going because it's been really hard to get motivated to, to get up and train, especially, Mm. um, just having two kids, having a business and like trying to balance everything. It's just like training starts to go lower on the, on the, on the pole. So, you know, I had, I had to give myself a, a pep talk and just be like, dude, do I really still want to keep consistently doing this? And of course I'm going to do it because I, I just have those, those, 
I'm sure a lot of martial artists have this also where they hit the wall or they, they kind of, right. they, they, they think about, Oh, if I'm still doing this, like what, what am I doing this for? You start to just lose track of, of what you're really doing it for. And mm. um, I just have to kind of get back in, in the groove of things and kind of balance everything out until I can um, really get back into training hard. But I did train last week and it was, it was really good. Got humbled. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> humbled you know, thought, in the sense of like other advanced belts humbling oh, yeah, you, or humbled like like oh man, these young lower belts are humbling me. No, <laughs> that's actually, a hard pedal swallow yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing okay with the with the lower belts, but I, I do see their progression as I because they kept going when I stopped, so I can I can definitely feel it. So a lot of it has to do with me still kind of going through the the reading process in the beginning to where you can try to catch them in the middle of stuff and yeah. Um, I went with the black belt that I tapped uh, previously. And, you know, I thought it was big shit. Cause then, and I'm like training once a week, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to fuck it. I've seen all these guys and he schools me. And, you know, I think that's, that's like the, that's the, the journey, thing. isn't it? Yeah, the <laughs> that's thing. the journey of this training. <laughs> yeah. When you, yeah. when you find yourself like hitting that wall, because again, like, like you said, you have a family, yeah. you have kids, you have business. Mm -hmm. What, what is that thing that you say to yourself to get yourself back into training, to make sure you make that a priority in your life and to make that as part of your routine? Yeah. A lot of it is the, the feeling of just kind of inadequacy where you, you lose sight of your diet, you lose sight of like all the stuff that you learn from training. Cause every, every time I go train, I learn something new, like no matter what mm -hmm. it's small, big, but yeah. a lot of the time it's kind of like life lessons where it's like, all right, don't fucking don't slip up, don't slack, don't like just a lot of basic things. And then when you stop training, you kind of lose all the, the, the consistency and in, in, in a lot of things. Well, that's for me. And right. um, I tell myself, do I want to go back to that? Or do I want to, you know, look like shit or feel like shit or like eat like shit? And the answer is usually, is always no. Cause I don't, <laughs> don't want to feel like, like shit. shit. I you don't, don't want to feel like, like shit. I, really? No, dude. Like what a revolutionary. I would idea. rather have, I would rather have like sore joints than like, you know, being full from like eating half of a fucking pizza, you know? Can't mm, mm. hate, can't hate on a half pizza, buddy. I know. And I, dude, I'm a, I'm a, I love cheese pizzas, man. It's so, <laughs> so let me, so let me ask. So then it sounds to me, and I think what you're saying is pretty important yeah. for me to hear. I need to hear this. I think a lot of other people should hear this, that, these things that you would think of as supplementary to your life, mm -hmm. like training and martial arts yeah. are actually something that helps root you and, and solidifies your weekly and daily discipline to make you more readily able to reach out to your other goals. Definitely. Would you say that? Yes, because okay. martial arts has been the only constant in my life. Like besides my wife, um, whether I was broke or whether, whether my business was doing bad, we always figured out a way to keep going to the gym. And mm -hmm. that's the only thing that's never changed. So like when it, when you take something away, especially during the pandemic, I went kind of crazy, man. Like I was, yeah, you know, like I, my brain was reacting weird to, to not exerting the energy and, and, and enjoying that type of experience. Cause I enjoy so it. I, like I love, I love rolling because it gives you kind of a sense of 
it just gives you a sense of like confidence in the end. Like, right. Like if something were to go down, like I could fucking kill this guy or I can, you know, this is like the, the closest I'm going to get to, to like fight or flight, you know? And I think what you're saying is more, if I don't want to like speak for you, but it, no. in a sense that having yeah. this routine is like that North star, it gives you that yes. focal point that you could make everything reference around. Yeah. So if everything is going good for you in training, then it could feed out into other aspects of your life. You're more motivated at work. You're more motivated to be a better husband 100%. and better father. That's great, man. Well, speaking of fathers then, because this hit the news in yeah. the grappling world this uh, past week, uh, Saved by the Bell's <laughs> very own Mario Lopez uh, <laughs> participated. He competed in a jiu-jitsu tournament this past week yeah. and won gold in his division. He did it, he said, because... His son was competing. His son asked him to do it with him. So he said, yeah. okay, I'm going to jump in there with you, son. So I want to ask, who would win in a points match between Sean and Mario Lopez? Yeah. Now, now, Mario Lopez, oh, I think yeah. he's like 48 years old, yeah, 5'10". I don't know how much he weighs, though. So I don't know. But let's say we're saying open division. Let's say in a gi. In a gi first. Yeah. Sean versus Mario Lopez points like IBJJF rules. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I Who think, takes it? I think I would smash him, dude. Honestly, <laughs> you know, I used okay. to, I used to, man. Like, but you saw that takedown he did right on Instagram, yeah, right? I yeah, did. Be, okay, was, you're not impressed. Pretty, hey, my takedowns are shit, man. Like I can't take anybody <laughs> down. He could take me down. I'm gonna take something from him after he takes me down okay Call okay so you'll give out the two points you'll give it the two points so you can get the submission at the end okay all I right would give up the two points and then i would if i get on top somehow but uh if it isn't <laughs> key, like he does have the grips which are which are you know something i'm not really used to at this point but i feel like just having a lot of the for the past like what two two and a half years i've been doing no gi so i feel like no gi trans translates to uh gi rather than the you know rather than gi translates to uh no gi but um i feel like i'm sure he's good and i'm sure he he's trained a lot yeah right um ah. <laughs> but no i think look at the shade look at the shade i'm 10 years into this shit man if i lose against that guy it, <laughs> travis will kick you out of gym <laughs> no darren would <laughs> Disown me as one of his grandmas, and Travis would disown me as the future black belt. But um, hey, we I, talk a lot of yeah, shit. But congratulations, know, Mario Lopez, know, because and, you know, doing it for the culture of jujitsu, good for you, buddy. And one thing I gotta say is, you know, Mario Lopez. I used to hate on him a little bit after Saved by the Bell because he went, you know, access Hollywood and everything. But um, <laughs> the fact that he was able to compete with his son—that's like a dream of mine too. So hey, that that would that's. That's always a good message, that, right? That made me like Mario Lopez at this point. But if we went Nogi, it's over. Yeah, so I won't even ask. I won't even ask the rest of the questions. I'm like thinking about like, well, what if it's Nogi? Like what if it's submission only? Right and like Sean, Sean just feels he's gonna smoke this guy. Okay, so any of you celebrity <laughs> jujitsu people, come see Sean. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, yeah. well, we're gonna start our own celebrity jujitsu promotion. It's gonna a. Hey, don't laugh in 15 years. Watch, Dude. watch in 15 who else years. Does, who else does nowadays, like as far as celebrities. <sighs> I, oh, Keanu does it. Yeah, he does it. Well, he, I think he does it when he's training for a movie. So he's got a good re relationship with the Machados. 
which is a great way to go. Um, I don't know if he's a daily practitioner, though. Hollywood's brown belts. Hey, whatever pays the bills. Whatever pays the bills. Hey, uh, you you better now. (laughs) Come brown belts. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) So, but anyway, yeah, but uh, but uh, but you you saw the fights last weekend, right? And nice. we were texting back and forth and I was able to catch all of them, which was cool. And then I rewatched a few. Uh, luckily, it was on it was on ESPN Plus. But for the most part, I feel like the whole the as a whole, the card, there was a there was a lot of decisions, which was OK. But then there was a, there was some good action uh, early in the card and and especially in the, the main card. Oh, oh the main card. Yeah. Oh, my God. So where do you want to start? Where do you want I, to start? I say we with? go straight up to the main event only because okay. I mean that's kind of the story right now. Jamal Hill coming in. I felt like maybe people were I mean, people were giving him a chance because he's for real, but I felt like people were like, hey, we're you know, Johnny Walker had such a good start to his to his career, and then later on it kind of he took on a couple losses, especially against Corey Anderson. Um, right. You know, he People say that he wasn't the same after he blew his shoulder out doing the worm, and then um, he comes back. <laughs> comes back, and I think he beat. I think he beat like Ryan Spann or something. Like he knocked him out or something like that. And then everyone's like, "Oh, he's back!" And you know, he's like, "I told you, he was with um, John Kavanaugh over there in Ireland, which is kind of weird, right?" Because uh, remember, I, last week I had some questions about yeah, the wisdom you know, of like, that. Why so... do you have to go there? Yeah, and. Uh, he he came in. He was he he was real loose, and and I didn't know this, but I heard this on another podcast. I heard Johnny Walker was a stripper, like that was his occupation before, before fighting. So, the dance moves were probably due to some of his, uh, you know, his stripper moves that he learned over the years. But I don't know. You see those dance moves? Maybe that's why he left stripping. I don't know if it's <laughs> stripper quality moves. You know, not that I'm an expert <laughs> at it, but I'm just saying. It's like, Ladies, is that what you pay for? I know. Or guys, is that what you pay for? <laughs> right. Or who is anybody pay for that? I don't know. Like, nah, dude, you know, if you're but, a male stripper. You're stripping for guys, dude. Hey, if you're hustling, you're hey, if you're hustling, you're saying. hustling. What do you got to do? Whatever you got to do, Johnny. <laughs> but he came in real loose, dancing, and um, got in there, and they were exchanging a little bit. But dude, did you see the shot that Jamal Hill caught him with? It was yeah. Just, it was almost it's crazy. Honestly, it almost felt like you could almost count down to when it was going to happen because right off the bat, Hill came in with real steady pressure and wasn't unhinged by Walker's, uh, Johnny's like herky-jerky kind of athletic rhythm, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a right hand that went right over Johnny's left, which was kind of a little bit surprising because it came from a stance switch, right? And so right hand, and like, it was one of those shot dead KOs, right? Where you feel like, and it was like a shot dead delayed KO. He, he hits Johnny. Johnny goes stiff upright for a split second and then collapses backwards. Dude. And and you see the, what his face afterwards? Yeah. Because I guess he took one other shot on the ground afterwards and it was like this big <sighs> abrasion on the left side of his face. Um, really? But he said he's, yeah, it, was like this, it looked like he was scraped up, but it, um, it was just that big last shot oh, um, at man. the end that Hill gave him. But uh, it was an impressive showing by Hill. K.O. I mean, and you got to ask, like, 
um, what happens to Walker? Because if you look at his last five fights, it's just not a great showing. Is this, is this one of those, is Walker one of those stories of unfulfilled potential? I think so. Um, I think he needs to probably reach they here. Let me say this. They probably give him one more fight. And that's kind of like the, his, that's like the do or die, like do or die. And that's not going to be an easy one too. They're going to probably yeah. be like, look, he's lost four out of his last five. And then we're still giving him main card slots. And, and they're uh, going to give him a guy that's going to try to make their name yeah, off of him. So that's, that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to, and he's going to have to, at this point, he needs to leave Ireland. He needs to go to one of these super camps and maybe like get himself reevaluated <laughs> or something. Cause he, he needs a win real bad. And I don't know if they look at him as maybe like a liability because that, I mean, that knockout was pretty, I mean, he, he fought Tiago Santos. Yeah. Yeah. But that it was, it was a Jamal bad kill. Hill with, you know, caught him on the temple. And that's who knows if that dude, that's, crazy how he went he froze up he looked like he looked like a zombie for a second yeah it was it was Scary. bad it, it it got me out of my seat i i i got up i'm like oh yeah, hey by the way not to, i don't want to get my ass beat by jamal hill but i didn't notice this until a friend of mine pointed out to me i i don't know if you looked at jamal hill's tattoos on the both sides <laughs> Why? are they hideous? well yeah well they're they're two hands. They're two fists. Oh, yeah, I guess. No, 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 I have and, seen those. Yeah. And my a friend of mine, he pointed out. It says, "Well, I guess you know, hand tattoos means you have knockout power, but those tattoos are awful." <laughs> and he showed me a picture of them. Like, oh my god, they are. They are. Now he said that a tattoo artist friend of his said that uh, drawing hands are very difficult. Oh. But if you, but now, like every time I see Hill, I've been seeing those awful hand tattoos on like his baby. chest. They, it's like, I don't know, maybe he got them when he was a lot younger or smaller yeah. or something. Or and then as he got, as he got, oh, yeah. <laughs> somebody he was, he was friends with is hey, like a, he's a friend. Yeah. He's an apprentice at a shop. Can I practice Not on even, you? You're a fighter, right? I'll draw two fists on you. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, but Hill, when you make some real dough, man, do something about those yeah. those tattoos. Sorry. Darren Till needs to fix his too, man. Good lord. <laughs> All these a lot of these fighters need I to know. fix a lot of things out there. I need to fix work, one of mine but, too. Good lord. Uh, but yeah, impressive by Hill though. Yeah. K.O. win. What happens what happens to Jamal Hill now? What what's what's what was he ranked going in here? Do you remember? But I mean, like Again, it puts him in line for another main card spot. Maybe not necessarily a main event, but that is one of those needle-moving performances that I think you give him something that could really move him up the rankings yeah. and raise his profile even more. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Johnny Walker should have been ranked something, right? Potentially. Maybe, maybe they're not ranked. This is terrible. Maybe not. I think it's just a, a name kind of thing, especially yeah. with the way uh, or maybe uh, Johnny's finally gets ranked after this win. I think so too. Okay, I think so, so too. I say Jamal Hill gets Thiago Santos. Yeah, like I like that. Like right. retread some of like the old um, of Johnny Walker's past exploits. Let's see if it's like yeah, 
It's not a fluke. Cause I don't think it's a fluke. I think I think Jamal Hill's legit. Yeah. Because Tiago Santos beat Johnny Walker, but by decision, it was like five rounds, I think, too, wasn't it? Was that a main event? I don't remember. Not sure, but... That sounds like a long time ago. Jamal Hill, I mean, he's kind of perfect for the weight class. Like, he doesn't look too big, not too small. Yeah. And he yeah, he looks like he moves. He yeah, the way he well. moves. Yeah. Sweet dreams, Hill, dude. Jamal, I, sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Well, with a performance like that, he's definitely going to have some buzz about him and people yeah. are going to want to see him again soon. For sure. And the post-fight thing, he brought his son up on the thing and it was pretty cool to see that. And then and then afterwards, he challenged Mario Lopez, <laughs> the father-son <laughs> grappling match. No, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Dude, what? Is <laughs> Only Mario if I... Lopez... I'll write that out. I'll just write that out as a, in my next script. Is Mario Lopez <laughs> a fucking vampire? The guy never fucking ages. Dude, it's a Hollywood plastic surgery. And really? Oh hell yeah, bro! But you he boxes get too, no? Like, wouldn't yeah, you? Wanna, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm like keep your uh, rhinoplasty intact. Well, yeah, I guess that's that's a good point. Well, maybe he's a good boxer. Maybe he's hella good at boxing. He knows defense, man. Okay, all right, all right. After the jujitsu match, you and Mario get settled yeah, in, the ring. Settle in the ring. Put up, put on the sixteens. Come on, Mario. <laughs> I know you're Filipino too, but come on. Oh, can yeah? Can we talk about uh, Jim Miller for a second? What a Jim Miller versus Nicholas Mocha. I have it. Look, so Miller comes out to Black Sabbath's Iron Man, which is so fitting. You know, Miller, thirty-eight years young. You know, yeah, and looking as sharp as ever. You know, usually these older fighters, when especially in the lower weight classes, lightweight and below. And they're here, they fought at 155. I usually notice that, man, they're, they look a little more sluggish. Their, their timing looks a little bit off. Yeah. But, I mean, Miller did eat a right hand, but he, he wore it really well. Yeah, dude. And he just kept sticking with his game plan and looked sharp. And he was like a real Southpaw fighter, real Southpaw shit with his strategy. The left body kick, he stuck with using that inside leg kick, and he catches Moto with a lunging check hook, finishes with ground and pound. I was yelling. I, I was yelling like, yes, oh, oh, oh. My family thought something was wrong. They were like calling me like, dude, you all right? And I was, no, 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 no I'm okay. But um, TKO Victor for the Victory for the Iron Man, Jim Miller, yeah. and I—I am just—I was just so pumped. And now he has the most UFC wins ever. Does he? Yes, he has the oh, record shit. for the most UFC wins in the company's history. Damn! And it looks lot. like, and it looks like he doesn't want to stop anytime soon. He—he he was on the UFC 100 card. He was on the UFC 200 card. Imagine, if and he's telling people—he's telling people he wants to make it to UFC 300, which Hall of Famer. Yeah, that would track for 2024. Yeah. So that's a, it, it just I stay think they healthy. would do it for him too. They would do it Ma- for him. Match him up nicely, right? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, let's go, Jim. Let's go. Dude, so I just wanted, I just wanted to point him out and just be like, yo, Jim, you're one of my heroes. If you look at the, the people he's fought, man, he fought. Dan it's like a who's who. Yeah. Charles Oliveira would love him. Like 
submission, but Tiago Alves, Dustin Poirier, yeah, Takanori Gomi, come on, Nate Diaz, yeah, Michael Chiesa, Donald Cerrone. He's fought everybody. He's outlasted a lot of them. Oh, he beat. <laughs> oh, he kneeboard fucking Charles Oliveira, dude. Like way back. Yes. Yes. So a I mean, time ago. <laughs> like like twelve a, years ago. If you, <laughs> Said, yeah, I, mean, I thought it said Mario Lopez. It said Steve Lopez. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Mario Lopez is next. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna see. They're gonna see each other on the Masters Ten yeah. circuit in jujitsu. <laughs> he's only five eight. Dude. That's a small lightweight nowadays. Nicholas yeah. Mota. Yes. Nicholas Mota looks like a fucking eraser. He's only five foot six, dude, and he's just—he probably doesn't belong in this weight class. Yeah, probably. you think uh, bounce him down to featherweight would be a better look for him? I would say so. I mean, he's only 5'6", 155 pounds. He's 29 years old. He, could, he has a lot of time. He would, yeah, he, it would probably serve him best to go down to like, I mean, how tall is Volkanovski? He's only 5'6", like 5'8", five, five, right? Well, that's true, huh? He's a little yeah. tank though, man. So is this like guy, but he kind of looks like a fuckboy. You know, one of those Brazilian <laughs> Yeah, your 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 hairline is just way too straight, my buddy. <laughs> I'm gonna change my hairstyle pretty soon. Otherwise, you're gonna <laughs> give me some shit. Dude, hey. I'm gonna bring this one up. Yeah. So, and the only re- reason why I'm bringing this up because I heard something about this, and people were giving this guy a lot of shit. So, Kyle Dawkins, it was a co-main. Kyle Dawkins versus mm. uh, Jamie Pickett. Mm. People yes. were saying. People were saying, oh, you know, like... Sean, Sean, recap for us what happened. So Kyle Dawkins literally uh, dominates the round by being very aggressive uh, in the clinch, gets him down, um, and Pickett kind of... I I believe he was a black... He's a black belt as well. And I think uh, Dawkins is like a brown belt or something like that. But uh, Jamie Pickett kind of gives up this weird half guard position where uh, Kyle gets his neck sinks in a darce, but doesn't look like he hasn't sinked in all the way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And people were, you know, dogging. And then Kyle Dawkins says he's the Darce King and this and that. Um, I heard that Jamie Pickett had his tongue in between his teeth and that's why he tapped because. Uh, oh, yeah. really? I, heard, I think something came out publicly where, because. Usually, you know, especially if you're a jiu-jitsu black belt, if you're just in jiu-jitsu in general, you got 10, sec- 10 or 15 seconds left. You could probably squeak it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he literally tapped at the last second. Like, yes. With, with, with second one left. second left in the round. And Dude, with three seconds, with people, three seconds left in yeah, the round, yeah, I look, I looked away from the TV for a second. I thought, well, we're going to go yeah. into a round two. And then I hear it's over. What? You yeah, tapped to that? Tapped. Because... Pickett's elbow looked up like he was framing out, like he wasn't really being choked. So I was like wondering, well, I guess, you know, you can't really see. So maybe you, yeah. he was being choked and he was just seeing the tunnel. But if you're saying it's true, if what you're yeah. saying is true, like the tongue is out, that's, I mean, I would tap to that as well. He said that his his tongue was in between his teeth. So like, you know, you can imagine you have the mouthpiece on top, which is flat. And then you have your t- bottom teeth, where, which aren't covered. Yeah, and your tongue. He was saying that, you know, his tongue was about to get sliced off because it's almost like having a knife against a cutting board, right? Yeah, your teeth against the mouthpiece, 
and oh my god, dude, I couldn't. When I heard about that shit, I almost puked because it's, imagine that that happened to Jim Miller too. Yes, that's right. I remember that. That was that Who was, was he against, fighting? That was, Nate was he Diaz. fighting Nate? Yeah, yeah he was fighting Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz. No, you're in a guillotine, and then his tongue, and he had to tap out with like his feet or something like that. Was like, yeah, he was like really caught up in that. So I'm glad you pointed. I did not hear about this news. Yeah, with the with Jamie Pickett. That, I mean, I would look, I would tap out to that Dude, too, serious. because there's a lot of people that were wondering what would happen because yeah. people are thinking well, like, well, wait a minute, you couldn't last out one more second. Or maybe people are thinking, well, his head was covered. Maybe he didn't hear the, the clap, clap yeah, warning yeah. you get with a 10 seconds or yeah. left in the round. I mean, no shame to tapping into that. You no, need your yeah. tongue. I, need your, <laughs> I would seriously t- like, even if it meant, if it meant like, what, what if it was for the belt? I don't even think, you know, if it's your tongue, I don't even think you're thinking like that. I know, right? It's such a vulnerable thing. I think you're thinking of just like, pure right, survival. And you're, yeah, you're, well, I don't know. I don't know if there's enough money in the world to give you a new tongue. It's like, no, I need you're, that belt. I just, yeah, you need, yeah, I need, need that, that belt. belt. I'll just get a new tongue. I'll just learn sign language for the rest of my life. But uh, that, okay. So that, that answers a lot of questions though. Yeah, dude. That answers yeah. a lot of these a lot of these fighters, they talk a lot of shit about Dude, like, oh, I'd yeah. rather pass out and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, but there's something visceral about that pain of your tongue <sighs> like being in danger. Everyone has had that feeling where they've accidentally bitten yeah. their own tongue how many and fuck boys hates a, that shit. Yeah, how many fuckboys still have a tongue piercing nowadays? How many people yeah, do you know all that you, have a fucking tongue piercing? Hey, all you fuckboys, send a picture of it on uh, <laughs> Tashan's Instagram. DM him your Please. your tongue your tongue piercings. He wants that. <laughs> I have a couple of friends that still have them. Like, dude, get that shit out of your kidding. No, dude, maybe maybe there's maybe their spouses like it, bro. Oh, Come on, wow. never ending honeymoon, <laughs> never ending honeymoon, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, let's let me let's jump to yeah, uh, Buckley versus Al Hassan real quick. Oh yeah, uh, I think. First of all, I thought was a pretty decent, decent uh, uh, performance by Buckley. Yeah. He says he's found a gym for himself. <laughs> I remember last week we talked about he, he didn't really have a home. He had a hard yeah. time uh, fitting into some of these other gyms. Uh, it was a dog fight, the yeah. way I saw it. Uh, Buckley wins a split decision. But one of the interesting things he did is that he had... Uh, TikTok star Dale Brown in his yeah, corner. And if you guys don't know who we're talking about, it's this guy that it's been making waves in the martial arts circle because he runs a self-defense uh, academy in Detroit where he talks about, you know, somebody points a gun at you. This is what you do. And people have been doing their takes on his techniques, basically saying you're going to get killed doing any of these things. But Buckley said that when he made new when he announced that he was going to have this guy in his corner. All of a sudden, his social media blew up. He started trending. Yeah. And I want to ask you, what do you think the implications are of this? Because I don't know if you remember a few years ago when Mike Perry had his then girlfriend cornering him yeah. after he left, and, and all the news that that brought. Yeah. Is this going to start a trend of certain fighters who feel like they need to to chase clout to invite? like other types of celebrity types in their corners just for the sake of publicity. No, I think it's a smart play on his part because, you know, dude, there was that, 
beautiful kick that he did. Remember I was telling you Kanye yeah. a remix of a song and like pretty much he was on top of the world. He gets knocked out, I think once or and then I think he was down two wins or two losses. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he kind of had to do something. He probably still has, I mean, he was on ESPN for God's sake. So he, his following increased hugely. And I think it was a smart play because you, you're part of, you're, you're almost labeled as that, as that kind of guy where you, you're kind of a social media sensation. So why not use social media to, to get back into it? So it brought a lot of eyes to, to him and he started trending because you know that dude is you know as much as a tool as as he kind of seems like he is because he keeps wearing black rubber gloves and when he's like like performing his his um self-defense classes i mean I, th- I thought it was smart because it it just brought more eyes to his fights and now he's probably going to keep trending because of this i don't know if he has them in the corner again but but do you think, let's say, do you think other fighters bring in other types of celebrities to corner them to kind of get that kind of thing? Do you I don't think, think they, so. Okay. I don't think so because other than that guy, who else are you going to bring? Like Steven Seagal or like Van Damme? <laughs> I mean, or- we'll remember when like a couple of people were training for a little bit with Steven Seagal and yeah. that did cause some news, you know what I mean? In the martial arts world, yeah, at least. I felt like they just knew some of the same people. They're like, hey, can you think Steve can come, <laughs> think Steve right. can come and just show you something? And it'll, cause, but you don't think it'll, it'll result in someone who, like, uh, let's say, let's say Johnny Walker, okay? Johnny Walker, who's on a slump, who is yeah. in an MMA slump. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he, yes, hey, I'm, I'm bringing, I'm bringing Jake Logan into my corner. <laughs> you don't think he's gonna do oh, something like that? Those guys. Yeah, or I'm not Jake. Who's Jake Logan? Logan Paul. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Jake Logan. Who the fuck is that? Um, I'm bringing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man, that would be insane, though. Yeah. So, but you know what I mean? So, someone sees what Buckley did, and he's like, you know what, man? I just need to get some juice for my career. I just, even though I might lose this next fight, I need my name out there. So, like, thinking about my next step. You know I what I'm saying? I like, still don't think people will do it. I, mm-hmm. Only the only reason why I think that is because. There's just not enough cool people like that to bring because fighters are fighters, man. They're 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 still martial yeah. artists at heart, and I don't think they would ever want to try to tarnish their name by bringing in some fucking fuckboy celebrity. They just don't want to be known as just yeah, cloud chasing fighters yeah. or anything, right? Buckley did it. I mean, he he makes it known that he's cloud chasing. He he obviously has it. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's him. So he could do that. <laughs> Yeah. So like a, a Buckley type, uh, um, you know what would be funny if uh, if Hall if Kevin Holland brought one of his trolls oh, that he used to beat up would be as cool. one of his corners. That would be hilarious. That's that would be really nice. that would that would be nice. I'd be like, yeah. win a chance, win a chance to corner me at my next fight. I'll just beat your ass for like <laughs> two rounds, and it'd be like people will sign up for that. <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I'd watch. I'd cheer that on. I'd cheer that on. They need to put more of that stuff back on World Star. I used to watch. I used to look at World Star just for the fights, and now they don't really put that many fights. But they do put UFC fights in there, especially if they're knockouts. Well, I'm getting anything that moves the needle, man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Can I bring up another fight? Yeah. Uh, Stephanie Edgar versus uh, Jesse Jess. uh, Yeah. Clark. Um. 
Did you see how tall Stephanie Egger looked compared to Jessica Rose Clark when they were in the clinch? Did you see that fight? Yeah. Yes, I did. Oh I my did. God. And then she, I, my thing was, I think everyone knew that she was kind of like a judoka, you know, like Stephanie has really good throws. Jessica Rose Clark does the unthinkable and clinches up against the fence. And then gets thrown multiple times. Did you? What do you call that? Yeah, throw? I was do you wondering know that, what those throws are called. Uh, I don't know some the Japanese names. Or some, or like, yeah, I, I don't. The Japanese names escape me right now. But I do think, you know, sometimes there's something about kind of going into someone's own strength in a different environment where you, where maybe she thought she was going to throw her off and just kind of confuse yeah. her and. And, and again, like being against the fence, though, does take away a lot of judo throw options. That's true. You know what I mean? A lot of the throws, most of the throws you see against the fence are kind of wrestling and maybe Greco-Roman based. Um, but I mean, again, a fighter is a fighter and is going to f- figure out a way to make their techniques work in yeah. different types of situations. So yeah, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. And that's not even the end of it. Like she, she ended up getting that really, I think it was like a switch. So she, she threw her down. I think they landed inside. She almost got her in the um, scarf hold maybe. Yeah. And then I think Jesse just, just kept her elbow high, like too high. And then, you know, that's judo 101, throw him down arm bar. But it's, just, they- it's just unfortunate because, you know, Again, Jessica Rose Clark, a local here in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And she kind of she kind of fucked herself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say it. Like she wrong strategy. Wrong strategy. I know she had yeah. it against the fence, but as soon as Stephanie uh because I think she had maybe an over under, once she just used that overhook to like switch her off from the fence, it freed up Edgar's hips and she was able to just take her away. It's too bad. Yeah, I think what what happens sometimes maybe Maybe that wasn't the plan. Maybe it was just a kind of a mental lapse. Yeah. You know what happens sometimes when you, in MMA, when you fight these strong clinchers, you work in your camp, you work in the strategy of keeping them away, using timing and just control with distance. But that, that requires a lot of patience. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you get impatient or sometimes you think you've been working clinch defense for so long. You think that the clinch is just inevitably going to happen. Yeah. And then you just put yourself there without even thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And then you get yourself in real deep shit because you've trained your body to put yourself there. Um, so we'll see how she bounces back from that. But a good win for Eggers. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, hopefully this will be the last one we talk on this one. But did you see Chaz Skelly, right? And Chaz Skelly doesn't have the exact body or in frame for that weight class, but I didn't know that the guy that he fought was from the Philippines. Mark Striegel? He's fucking from the Philippines, yeah. He oh, okay. Filipino flag next to his, his name, right? And I was like... You know, oh. I missed that fight. I missed yeah, that go fight. Go back, if you can, go back and watch it because he gets fucking he gets caked. Oh, does he? He does, dude. <laughs> and Chaz Kelly, well. I think he retired. I think, did he retire on this? This was his retirement fight or something? He's been doing it for a long time, dude. 19 and he 3. He looks like he's hurting when he's on the scale, dude. Because he, he has no muscle. He has barely any meat on his hips. It's weird, dude. What's his nickname? It's not Chas Skeleton Skelly. That should have been it. <laughs> Let's see. Some of the his scrapper. PR people. 
some of these people need to be uh, fired, man. That should be his like nickname. Chaz, the Chaz the Skeleton Skelly. No, the Skeleton. <laughs> he's he's had a long career too, man. He's fun. Good for him. Too. A lot of retirements happening lately, huh? Yeah, I think it's just us getting older, man. Like these guys are just they're getting. Well, these these the quality of MMA athletes is yeah. definitely rising. You know. Tyron Woodley uh, spoke to that. Um, yeah. did so, you see, did you get to see any of the other fights too? I I missed a lot of those because I was kind of yeah. focusing on the main card. To be quite honest, no, because I, mean, like, I was just. The, did you see any like Bellator or any? Oh no, no, I yeah. don't. I, I I wasn't able to catch up on all of those. But yeah, just to give you an update, um, I watched the PFL. There was like this this PFL Challengers card. It's almost like the Dana White, like. Contender, contender series. series, okay. But, uh, honestly, man, even the contender series, like the contender series, and even like the fight nights in the freaking Apex, for some reason they just blow away like the 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 production value of any of the yeah. shows. Right? Man, we're telling how, you, it matters. Yeah, it really does matter. And if you watched the um, so th- what their format is very similar to the contender series. So there's like four fights. And out of the out of the uh, four fights, they pick one guy, and um, I guess the the guy that headed the card was one of the American top team coaches' sons. So you you know you expect him to be like this mm. big deal, and it's it's actually Conan Silveria's uh, Silveira's uh, son. Okay, so, and he's that big Brazilian. He was like some jujitsu like legend or something. Anyhow, yeah, yeah. He ends up winning. But he fights this guy that's very, like, lackluster. I think he was even from, like, South Africa. And, you know, South Africa's MMA scene is very unestablished. And it was a very lackluster card. I'll tell you that much. Even just watching it, just the production value is making me mad. Uh, I mean, they, so that kind of, like, winds. Yeah. yeah that they takes had, the juice away from it. Yeah. They had Kenny Florian as one of the commentators, which made it a little bit more easing. But mm-hmm. for the most part, the fights were terrible, man. Like, they weren't very good. Like you would oh, think, sounds sounds like I didn't miss much. You didn't miss much. <laughs> and then for the for the Bellator card, really good fights. Uh, there was this really crazy one. It was that chase recounter fight. Uh, he was the one that got his his freaking ribs broken. Oh, yeah, the spinning back kick. I saw oh the highlights for that. God. Yeah. And then you sent me the the, the X ray, right? Yeah, five ribs broken <sighs> and a puncture and a punctured lung. You know what was interesting? What's like because I'm a big fan of the spinning back kick. Yeah. The, when when he threw that, it was like very interesting because he threw it at an opposite stance, the fighter. Yeah. Which I I never do just because I feel like if you're thinking, I fight with my left leg forward. If yeah. I'm going up against someone with their right leg forward, yeah. if I do a spinning back kick, it seems like the target is right there, but it seems for my angle like it's too close, and the target's kind of too small. Whereas if they were open to me, yeah. It would be um, a wider target, but I mean, he made it work, and man, it went flush, and it was just so devastating right on the impact. I mean, yeah. anyone is interested, like check it out. I mean, Bellator has been just looping that yeah. highlight all over their social media. And that dude, I think Korshkov was a former champ, too. Okay, he was one of uh, Bellator's like early champs. Damn, and, dude, and dude. What's crazy is the way that he threw it. It looks like because he even almost had it almost blind i don't if I, I saw a slow motion clip where his head turns but you could tell 
he's done that so many times. Mm-hmm. Like as far as like that particular kick that yeah. anywhere he was going to throw it, he knew he was going to land it. And it just that so spin was so natural yeah. too. It's explosive so and natural. There's no, no hesitation to it. He wasn't like overthinking it. It was just like a quick bang. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Oof. And then obviously the Piccolotti fight, I told you about that. And then um, other, other than that, I mean, still some really good, really good action coming from, from Bellator. They had some pretty damn good cards lately, so I'm not going to hate on them too much. Keep them busy. Keep those fighters busy, yeah. Bellator. But we do have another fight, pretty much full fight. I think Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, sorry about that. No, just Friday. I mean, maybe even Thursday, Friday. There's like one championship, then there's like another. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's like a Musasi versus Paige Van Zandt's husband on a Bellator. He has a name, Sean. I know, Austin Van Mr. <laughs> Mr. Van Zant. <laughs> oh, Mr. Mr. Van, Mr. Page. Hey, Mr. Page. <laughs> but, but dude, let's talk about um the UFC card real quick. Yeah, let's do it. And that the uh the newly announced main event, Isla Mat Machat Ma- Ma- okay, see, you pronounce this. Makachev. Makachev. It has Mahachev. to be uh Islam he, You have to keep that other one silent. It's Mahachev. Mahachev. Okay. Yeah. Islam Mahachev versus Bobby Green, who just Bobby fought like Green. a week ago. <laughs> Two weeks ago or savage. something. Good for him. 160 pound catch weight. Yeah. I mean, Bobby Green was probably pounding some barbecue. You know, because like... <laughs> I think so we were in you... Houston last time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this one's gonna be in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, who you got? So, I, I feel like, because if if this was Islam versus Dariush, Islam mm-hmm. would have won. I think, but I think, I think so too. Because I think so too. I think because Bobby Green presents a different uh, problem for Makachev. Only the thing I, that he's going to present, I think, is he's going to come forward. And I think I thought maybe, um, maybe just maybe. Islam doesn't work well going backwards unless he's shooting. You know, that's kind of like his warning, his uh, his, his missile silos. Like if he moves back too much, yeah. he's going to shoot, something like that. But right, I think it's going to come down to the wire. It's going to be a split decision for Islam. Mm. I Bobby Green presents a different athletic challenge than Definitely. Dariush. I mean, it's almost like another level up of athleticism that Islam's going to have to deal with. Yeah, I agree with you. I think... I think Islam takes a decision because I, I don't think either of these guys are going to go in there reckless because now they're both on a main event on a main card. There's going to be their profiles. Their, their profiles will be at stake here. Mm-hmm. I think Islam takes a decision. I, I don't think that if Bobby Green loses this fight, I don't think it does anything like bad for him. If you take a short notice fight, the yeah. UFC does not trash you. I'll say that. They yeah. they remember that. They remember you taking a, a oh, fight yeah. on short notice, especially if you had just fought. Yeah. And he's they still, love that shit. Yeah, they love that shit because it makes their PR work really easy. Oh yeah. You know oh, what I mean? You're making their job highlights. You know? Yes. They just they're just like, oh, you just fought like three weeks ago. I mean, you're just making their job easy. So they remember that. Hopefully they remember it when it's time for contract renewal <laughs> for think, Bobby I mean, Green. You know what, I think this fight, I think the replacement also makes the fight a lot more intriguing. 
because I think so too. I think so too. There wasn't really much. I mean, yes, um, you know, Dariush, he's a monster. Like he comes forward and he knocks people out, but um, he doesn't really bring the eyes and the ears as much as Bobby Green does. And he just fought and he just, he talks a lot of shit and he's just been all over the place on social media. So I think it's done. I think it's done a good thing for, for the whole fight card in general. Yeah. It, it's raised, it's raised its profile, Yeah, you know, especially with how impressive Bobby Green was a week ago. Um, yeah. Or a week and a half ago. So I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Who you got in this, um, Serkinov and, uh, Terman fight? Because this is a heavyweight fight, right? If I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, it's not. It's a uh, middleweight. Oh, my God. Misha Serkinov is a fucking... He's fighting at 205, though. What weight class is this? Is this one of those uh, tweeners where somebody's coming up Dude, to meet a Serkinov. potential contender? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, he's lost two in a row, and this was in 2021. And then this Wellington Terman guy, he just fought recently, too, if I remember. Yeah, he beat uh, Sam Alvey recently. Oh, that, was it Terman? No, that was a, that was a, oh, this was in 2021. That guy looks young. He's 25. Holy shit. Okay. 25-year-old <laughs> versus 34. That's like 10, 10 plus year difference. But as we've seen in the past couple of weeks, it doesn't make a difference. I mean, it's these old, these so-called older fighters are figuring something out. I don't know if it's like their, their training methodology or their, their techniques are finally starting to show through on their performances. I mean, who knows nowadays? Like used to be able to just look at the age difference and be like, well, this is what's going to happen. But not so now this past couple of months have taught me a lesson. I'm not so sure anymore. Yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Wellington Terman because he has two last names. <laughs> I'll go with I'll go with Serkinov just because I'm gonna copy you. It's like any names like that usually means dangerous person. How do you think it? How do you think it ends? A uh, decision. I agree. What about this? Uh, our Asian brethren or sisterhood. Yi Jeon Kim versus Priscilla Kayochira. You know, I don't know much about either of these uh, fighters, to be quite honest. I think I've seen like one hi- highlight thing on on Kim. Uh, I think she's like a isn't she? So she's supposed to be something of a of a striking uh, yeah striking phenom. Now she or, fought, I don't know phenom, but I mean she fought Molly McCann, and I think this I think Yi Jeon Kim. I think she trains at an American gym. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's one of the big gyms. So she moved out here. Yeah, she moved out here. Okay. And you know, I did see her last fight against Molly McCann, and she, you know, she she was supposed to be known as a as having some good hands, but she didn't look that good. Um. So she's fighting Priscilla Kayachera. Like she's kind of one of those like shoot box looking. Wait, is she from? Wait, wait, is she from Shootbox, or you're saying she looks like she comes from (laughs) Shootbox? That's fucked up, Sean. Let's see where she. So let's look forward, okay, folks. Let's look forward to a zero defense fight right here. Zero counter striking. 
zero slipping of punches. You know what? I don't know where she fucking trained. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like she trains fucking shoe. She fucked up, man. Pretty fucked up. <laughs> All right. So now I'm going to go with Kim then because I think, I think there, if I remember correctly, <laughs> Well, I, I'm not basing this on anything besides a highlight reel, but it just did. She looked very sharp in some of the footage that I've seen of her. Yeah. Uh, so I'll I'll go with Kim. You'll go with Kim. I'm gonna go with. I'll go with Kim. I'll go with Priscilla. Decision. Fuck. There's via hell of fucking decision via, this time. God damn it. Via what do you call it? Via shooter box. Uh, <laughs> shoot Shootbox haircut. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> hey, there's there's this. I'm just looking at the list. There's an. Armin Petrosian. Yeah, no, on, no relation. Uh, no relation. No, okay, I was. I don't I'm think just, so. I'm just wondering. I'm just asking. You know what though? Don't don't fucking. Yeah, don't don't. There's there's been some crazy sibling, cousin type shit. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty. Yeah, okay. But the reason, folks, if you don't know, the reason why I'm asking, one of the greatest Muay Thai all time kickboxers, Giorgio Petrosian, one of like fantastic Muay Thai kickboxer. He made the transition to kickboxing as well. Very successful there. Um, one of my favorites to watch. I Usually anybody who's a Southpaw fighter, I try to show them footage of Giorgio. Um, last name for Troy. So I just had to ask if Armin was related to him in any way. So anyway, I, I don't know. I don't know. In a way, that's almost like a curse, though. Yeah. It's a lot to live up to. Is a If there was such a thing as a Muay Thai Hall of Fame, I think... Uh, Giorgio would belong in there. Yeah. When he decides to retire. He's such a gangster though. Yeah. I mean, he's been going at it for a while and he's yeah. fought the best. So Who's Joel Alvarez. Joel Alvarez versus Arman Sarukian. Is he related to Eddie Alvarez? Dude, there's a lot of Ar- dude, there's a lot of Armenians. Every everybody's cousin and brother is on this card. Dude, this guy's from Spain and he's on a four fight winning streak. That dude, uh, Joel Alvarez. You know what's crazy is a lot of people. I mean, the Spaniards that I've seen in MMA, they haven't really done very well. <laughs> right, just basing this on the last name. Yeah. And then uh, Armin's, dude, there's, like I said, there's a lot of Armenians on this card. What's going on here? No, or maybe maybe there's a, a certain camp, then they're yeah. bringing their teammates along. Both these guys have winning streaks, four or five winning streaks. So this might be a good Oh, fight. that might be a fire one. That's that might be saying. a fire one. All right. And they have good records, 19 and 270. So they have very similar experience. Armon is 25 years old, and Joel Alvarez is 28. Dude, this might be fight of the night. Dude. That I I'm looking forward to fireworks. I'm taking the Armenian just because I love Armenian food. I'll take I'll take Joel just because yeah. of what you said because I think uh, some how of these Alvarez. Bo- I'll say a decision. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this goes fucking TKO, dude, in like two, in two rounds. Hey, it, what weight class are they doing this? This says. Five and fifty-five. So they're both. Oh man, these guys are gonna be fast, fast and strong. You might be right. You might be the best freaking weight class. You might be. You might be right then. And so with this last one on the main card, Armin Petrosian versus Gregory Rodriguez. 
I'm gonna go with Giorgio's imaginary cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I'm gonna make you I'm gonna make you go with Rodriguez just because of what you said about uh yeah. our span our our Spanish brethren here. <laughs> well, you don't have to, wanna, you do whatever you want. Pick, I wanna pick the fucking Armenian, but Oh pick him then. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Armenian because He's also, f- I don't even know which weight class this is because he fights at light heavy and then the other guy fights at 85. I'm going with the army. This is going to end with like a KO. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Somebody's get, someone's getting hurt at that weight class. Usually. Um, Usually. <laughs> uh, notable fights on the prelims. I'm a big fan of Ignacio Bahamondes. Big fan of his. Hope he wins that fight against Rongzu. Rongzu, our Asian brethren. From China. <laughs> I don't think he's going to win, but. <laughs> um, ooh, Hannah Goldie versus Jin Hu Fry. You know who Jin Hu I don't, Fry is? I don't, I don't know very so much Jin about Jin Hu Fry. Jin Hu Fry is, she was uh, Invicta, I think she was Adam Weight champion for a while. Dude, she is. Oh, shred so she's small. City. Yeah, dude, Shred City. But we don't have, uh, I guess in the UFC, there's no... There's no Adam Weight. There's no yeah. Adam Weight. So she fights at Straw. Okay. But she, uh, you know, she was very good early on in her career. But Hannah Goldie, she fights out of those, you know... I think she fights out of the Texas gyms, you know, like the... Go- oh, Hannah Goldie is, like, off, man. She, she is, is strong. She's strong. Jack City. Is this... Is she flight... This is going to be at Flyweight or... or it's a good Rooster question. Weight or Straw Weight, I mean. I think it's probably going to be at fly okay it's probably gonna be fly dang man good luck Hannah Goldie's, <laughs> she's a beast but yeah uh, i think it's probably gonna come down to a grappling match but that's gonna be a good one to watch uh easy on the eyes and the uh um i figured that's why you're gonna pick her and the, <laughs> i think that's it for me i think oh robbie's braham brahamai he's a pretty good fighter but he's you know kind of struggle struggling right now nine and four versus six and four michael gilmore yeah and then so i think someone's job might be at stake there yeah. i think and then there's also the beltor fights just a quick run through gerard musasi versus austin vanderford for uh musasi's middleweight title who you got on that i'm gonna go with musasi just because you know musasi is one of those big what ifs yeah you know and if certain things went right for him he could have been like one of the ne- he, he would have been like one of those big legendary superstars i think in the mma world he still is yeah just because he's the, he the performance that. shows yeah, through yeah. but there's always something that happens that kind of yeah, just dude like stumbles him back i mean but he is the total package of, of an mma yeah he's almost like the um the overeem of like you know, how he has all the kickboxing credentials and he has like the titles and everything. He just never won UFC title. Yeah, but also, but his grappling was all, is yeah, off the hook really too. Good. Like really his good. throws and stuff. So that's why I think you're, you're absolutely right. I think, I think Vanderford, he is primarily a grappler. He is undefeated too, man. So you never know. Like who, who knows what happens when it gets to the ground, but I know that yeah. Gegard's freaking anti wrestling is really good too. Yeah. Uh, there's another, oh, I think this Kassan Magomed Sharapov, I think that's, uh, what's his name's brother? Uh, the other Magomed Sharapov, uh, the guy in the UFC. Fuck, what's his, uh. Don't ask me. (laughs) Fuck, fuck, what's his fucking first name? Forget it. Uh, Brett Johns is on this card. Who else? Uh, No one really. 
crazy. But uh, we'll move on to our news roundup. Dude, Joanna uh, Jurczyk, I it's kind of kind of hard, easy to forget that she hasn't fought in two years. Dude, I know. And she has been hunting for that rematch against Zhang Zhang Zhuili, which was a fight of the night when it well, fight of the year when it happened. Yeah. Um, and she's just been hunting for that rematch, but she just can't get booked against any of the top fighters in that division. It's just everyone's booked up. And she says she's willing to wait um, to for fight. one of those three, either Rose or Esparza or Zhang. She wants one of those three and she's willing to wait. And like they would say, well, we could give you like an easier fight sooner. But she's thinking she wants like, she doesn't well, want a can or something. She, she yeah. doesn't want she doesn't want a can. She said, um, like she, and it's interesting when you read her her um her video when you read her video when you read her interview she says you know when she gets ready to fight she trains crazy because she, she wants to fight crazy she wants to focus she wants to go for the top she wants to go for the best she she's she's not looking for an easy out here and she in her words she said look so no one's available in a couple of months. I've, I haven't fought in a couple of years. What's another uh, few months if I wait? Years. So, and like, it's interesting because if she's, she's still a big name in yeah. MMA. And I think she's one of those few stars that could kind of sit on the shelf and then suddenly be put on the card and still be able to move the needle, yeah. right? There are some fighters where if they're out of sight, they're out of mind. <laughs> but with her, like I, she's one of those groundbreaking pioneers yeah. where she's, she's earned the right to wait it out and wait for that big fight. Wait, how do you see this? Man, I remember the first time I seen, uh, Joanna Young Jacek and I, I kind of knew from, from her first and second fight that she was probably going to become champion. And when she did become champion, she became a, a global star, especially in her, in her country. Yeah, I follow her on Instagram, and she's got massive endor- endorsement deals with big companies and even like tech companies out there, which is kind of. I crazy. think she, I I think she was one of the first fighters to learn who learned how to leverage yeah that on Instagram, and she, she learned how to she she, even, she learned how to how to she she taught I don't know if she taught herself or someone taught her the the art of the thirst trap photo. Oh yeah. <laughs> As an MMA fighter, she mastered that, yeah. but then they, it got her these endorsements. It, it raised her profile. It got her and some, the, and, got her some boobs. And, and her style of fighting was what was appealing as well. The, the high pace yeah, action, volume, accuracy, the display vicious. of good technique. Dude, she raised the level yeah. of MMA she, overall, she not really just, did. not just female MMA, but like MMA overall, because the, her technique was of that ilk. So um, she's earned the right to wait for the kind of fight she wants, I think. She she pretty much was the only female fighter that really could fight like a dude because she was knocking bitches out. And she was just piecing people yeah, up. She was piecing almost people like up. Will. So yeah. it, for her to, I mean, she's pretty much earned her keep in the UFC and she's mm-hmm. almost, she's not like where, where McGregor is at all. I mean, no one's ever going to reach that that point but for her to be a a pioneer of women's mma because she built that division she literally did that division wasn't was really kind of like "Eh, okay 
but she made that division something that people yep. looked at mm-hmm. and that it it, it built stars. It, yeah. Yes, it built stars around it. So because of her and her performances. So I'm, I'll have to disagree with her by, by saying she probably shouldn't wait for one of those girls because I feel like she should even probably get herself on the main card with one of the up and comers or maybe even someone that's ranked in the top 10. Mm. And if it is a can, that's great because if you think about it, if it's a can, you need to get one, you need the experience, the, the experience to get back in the, uh, the cage. And then two, you need to win because I mean, who won that Whaley Zhang fight? She lost that fight, right? Whaley Zhang she won did. That fight. Yeah, yeah, so she's she on, did. But she's obviously on the losing streak. Why not? Why not? Might as well get a win with a can, get some money, maybe even have it as a co-main, you know? Because mm. she's that big of a draw. Right. And if I had to, like, think of someone she could fight, maybe she fights... Ooh, maybe she fights. Because she wants to stay in 115, right? Yeah. So maybe yeah. she fights. Remember the one time she went up to flyweight, it didn't go very well because maybe the size fights. difference was just too much. Yeah. Maybe Mackenzie Dern comes down to 15 again. They'd have some. Mackenzie Dern is not going to make that way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be quite honest. Let's be honest with each other. Or maybe she fights Esparza again. She would, I, you know, I, I got to tell you, like I used to dog Esparza because like Me after too. she lost to Joanna. She lost, and then she went on a bad beat, and then she kind of went on this. She yeah, she went on this streak where she started just kind of grinding these other fighters out. So like I'm, I'm, you know, I would look forward to that. I think that was one of the fights she wanted, but Asparza's booked up because she's gonna fight Rose. So that's what UFC says. So we'll see. Hopefully, you know, she's not on the back burner for too long because uh, I think. The fight world misses Joanna. She better be training, dude. I think she, uh, the word is that she is, and that she's been just a maniac in the gym for the past two years. What? So, Ooh. yeah, so that's the she word. Looks great. I mean, I remember when she first came out, she kind of looked like Gollum from. Uh, you are a bad person, Sean. <laughs> you are a bad person. I hope all the bad things and then all of a happen sudden, in the world happen to you. She, she got <laughs> these great new boobs, and it's just oh man, wow. Hey, you know, if, if, you, great, if you can afford them, do what you got to do. That's what I'm <laughs> Let, Let's jump on just real quick. Uh, Jared Cannonier, after that yeah. performance, signed a new contract with the UFC. Dude, I didn't know about that, this. That gets him into the six figures. Now, I don't know if that means six figures per fight or, or six figures after a certain number of fights are fulfilled. But in his interview, he talked about how he's very happy with the situation and now he could be a full-time fighter. I mean, what do you think, man? I think it's that's kind of the dream, right? It. Yeah, he's earned it. I mean, it's too bad that he wasn't earning six figures while like in the middle of his career or even like, mm. but I think uh the, the six-figure deal also has to do with the fact that he will be fighting for the title. Next. I think I think they're trying to secure a situation yeah. where they're not going to lose their title exactly. holder slash title contender right at the end of their contract. That's kind of yeah. a nightmare for a promoter, right? They have to deal with that. That's, I mean, I have to deal with like Francis and all that stuff. Cause just by chance, I bet you the UFC are like this. They're probably like just by chance he beats freaking uh, Izzy for the belt. Mm-hmm. 
you know, he's probably going to want way more money than we can probably give him anyway. So they were probably like, oh, let's just settle on a price. And this is settle on now. And like, yeah. once you're a champion, you're automatically, I think you're auto, there's a provision there where you're automatically given like pay per view points on cards that you're on and things like that. So they, he could get covered that way. Yeah. So, and I mean, as long a he earned that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm happy for Jared. You know, congratulations to Jared Cannonier it's for too, that good contract. It's too bad also that you know there's a lot of people talking about fighter pay, but the ones that are actually bringing numbers and 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 yeah, I feel like they're they're the ones that that are kind of reaping the benefits of being paid well. Well, it's kind of the nature of the business, isn't it? Yeah, totally. you know what I mean. Um, but I think. Jared's point is also that, I mean, he didn't say this, but I think this is what he's getting that if you, if you can have like a better base pay for a lot of these fighters, you're going to attract a better type of athlete because then they're going to look at MMA as a real viable way to make a living. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, UFC does this 90 day contract thing that was popular with WCW back in the day where they, mm. they have the option to just kind of cut you after 90 days. Is that right? If, if certain, yeah, if certain things don't happen, like if you don't fight a certain amount of times within a certain period, they can reevaluate your contract like every 90 days and they yeah. could decide to cut you. And oh, it's wow. this weird thing, right? So imagine you work for like the biggest MMA company in the world. Yeah. Technically you're under contract, but if you're on the shelf for a certain amount of time, you could be out of a job and they could just, and you might find out on it about it online or some on or or on some stupid podcast. You know what I mean? So it's a weird place for pro fighters to be like pay, pay is going up, but job security is not, doesn't always go with that. So it's an interesting problem. So I, I don't I hate to rush through this, but no. we're, we're running out of time here because I do have to run off to jujitsu, but I wanted to get to know you better. So I'm sure. going to play a quick game of would you rather with Sean Pierre UFC edition. Okay. And so everyone's played this uh, versions of this game with their friends on drunken nights or yeah. just shooting the shit with people. Okay. All right. All right so here we go. Here's the first one. Sean, would you rather Take one punch in the thigh from Francis Ngannou, UFC heavyweight champion. All right. Or five consecutive leg kicks from a prime from a prime Jose Aldo. I think just for the clout, I'll go with the, the kicks from Jose Aldo. Really? So just five of them. So get it just. With Francis, though, you could take one; it just gets it over with. Yeah, but that's not good content. Like, he, I mean, <laughs> just being next to Francis is probably good content. But like, if you're getting kicked, oh man, Fuck. it just looks better. <laughs> and you know, you'll have the bruises to kind of like talk shit about later on. You know, you'd be you'd be in that same club with yeah. like a uh, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or the um, your right favor. You and your right favor could trade leg kicks. Oh, yeah. All right, so our next one, okay. So Max Holloway, Holloway holds the record for the most significant strikes landed in a single five round fight. What am I? Okay. It's like 400 something significant strikes landed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So would you rather do five rounds with Max Holloway Ooh. or one round with Tai Tuivasa? I'll go with 
one round with Tai Tuivasa because I like that thinking. What? Tell me what? Tell me why? I think I have a better gas tank than Tai Tuivasa. You could avoid him for one I think round for five minutes. Yes, for sure. And I think if I, it, do, do I get to strike back? Like, is this? Yeah, like yeah, a, it's okay, a fight. Yeah, yeah, this okay. is an MMA fight. This yeah, is an yeah. MMA fight. I mean, fight. I feel like my leg kicks will probably. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Did you say your leg kicks would like give Tai to Vasa yeah, pause? Yes. That would just say, how yes. much do you weigh again, Sean? Uh, about Remind the crowd. Once, okay. And Tai to Vasa weighed He's in about at 800 pounds. Okay. All right. Yeah, just making sure we're on the same page when it comes to physics here. I like the way you think, though. All right. Okay. Yes. Tec- technique conquers all, as oh, Kyotaro yeah. would say. Gotcha. All right. All right. Last one. This one goes back to Jose Aldo again. Okay. All right. And this one, Love I just kind of. I kind of stole from how I met your mother from the slap, the slap bet. Is episodes, this a Hillary Duff okay? one? No. no, no, this is the slap bet episode. Okay. So let's say like you and Jose Aldo are like best friends or something. He's hanging out with you every day. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. So this is for a million dollars. Okay. million dollars. Would you, would you rather take six leg kicks from Jose Aldo immediately okay. in one sitting or you only have to take a total of three leg kicks from Jose Aldo, but he gets to deliver them to you whenever he wants oh. for up to a month. So once you imagine, you could get the leg kicks out of the way, but six of them right in one thing. Or, you know, you're sitting in your kitchen, you know, you're you're like making toast. Hey, what's up, Jose? Hey, Boom. what's up, my friend? Sean? <laughs> Boom, motherfucker, <laughs> one. And then two more to go. For like another 30 like, hey, days. I'm about to go have sex with my wife. Boom! Boom! Exactly. <laughs> Leg kick out of nowhere. Jose, what are you doing in my bedroom? <laughs> I think I'd rather have the six up front. Because... Well, I, I like the way you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> because... You don't want that torture of Jose, like, just luring over Dude, you. He just waves hiding. What if we're going to He just waves hiding when you flinch. You're like, oh, shit, is it now? No? Okay. You're taking a shitty leg kicks you on the leg count of the can. Right on the can, dude. <laughs> I like that. That's a, that's a good game, man. I uh, you know you know if you like it enough, I'll I'll I would ha- be happy to be on the other end of this if you want to yeah, yeah, come up yeah. with something for next yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah, please. <laughs> and that's another edition of Would You Rather with with Sean Pierre. That's UFC edition. So look for a future editions. We'll have boxing edition, kickboxing edition yeah, coming out. If you guys have any ideas, hit up up hit us up on social. Yeah, please. <laughs> Well, we're going to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys for joining us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and the little bell to get a little notification to tell you that there's a new episode. Anyway, don't forget to follow us on our Instagrams and social media. Go look at Instagram.com at Sean underscore Pierre underscore. And for Carlo. Hopkey1 and Hopkey11 on Twitter. Also, don't forget to go to Hapkido USA in the sunset. Travis Magal, Jiu-Jitsu in The Mission and Fight Culture in Daily City. We're signing off, guys. Hopefully, uh, we'll produce some great fights. And this weekend, Carlo, good luck to you and your endeavors. Thank you. You too, man. Have a great weekend. Have a good day. Have a good day. All right. Take care, guys. Peace.